Good afternoon, all you cool cats and kittens. Uh, we have a bonus episode of the Ariel's Disciples Fantasy Football League podcast. Uh, we know it's a super rough time for a lot of people out there, uh, especially in our league. We're, we're praying that everybody's staying healthy and uh, all the other ramifications of the virus in our everyday lives are not hurting too hard. Um, so we hope all is well with you. Uh, talked to some of my fellow league members and my other podcast co-host, and we decided uh, now would be the perfect time for a bonus episode. And the main topic of this episode is uh, Cameron's favorite documentary of all time. So Cameron, I'll let you introduce that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're talking about Tiger King. Um, you know, I hope if you guys haven't uh, watched it yet, please uh, press pause on the podcast, go watch it, and then you know, continue listening. Um, I, you know, it's obviously been a, a really kind of a strange time, right? This is a very like I, I feel like being self quarantined is like a very personal experience, but also it's like a shared collective experience. So it's it's a weird it's a weird situation. Um, but luckily, Joe Exotic blessed us uh, on Netflix about five days ago, and really kind of taken, you know, at least my mind off of it. Um, so I'm, I, I've, I've, re- I've actually watched it twice. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like the second time I, <laughs> you pick up on so many, you know, kind of the nuances and craziness that, uh, you know, that everything's going on. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. You know, uh, I don't want to monologue too long here, but you know, Dano and I have uh, have won the league. Um, let's see, uh, what was it five out of the, the six years Braxton has won the other one. So for all of you at home with a little bit more time on your hands, whether you're working from home or, you know, whatever, I think right now is the time to really dial into that fantasy football, uh, you know, dial into the, you know, your, your spreadsheets, and your information draft is right around the corner. So if you have any free time at all, I expect this year to be the, the most competitive year, uh, for the Aries Disciples Fantasy Football League. You know, obviously, I would love to win again, but um, I think it's it's time for the other league members to really step up. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of uh, of other champions and guests, we are joined by Braxton Van Cleve, former champion, and Jason Statting. Uh, welcome on, boys. Thanks, Dano. Thanks for having Happy us. Yeah, excited to, have, excited uh, to talk about some tigers. I do have one quick fantasy tip uh, for the cats and kittens. Um, I think David Johnson is posed for a really strong year. Uh, <laughs> you got to bring that up, dude. It's, it's, it's so rude. Uh, You've got three Texans fans on the, on the damn hook here. Bill O'Brien is tanking the Texans organization. I... I if I don't want to go I don't want to go down yeah. this rabbit hole. <laughs> I rather talk uh, about animal abuse. <laughs> do you think Bill O'Brien uh, owns any tigers? I mean, the uh, the cost to to acquire a tiger, Jason, you'll you'll find this out soon. Shockingly <laughs> low, though. So Bill O'Brien making a couple mil a year. He, I mean, he could easily afford hundreds of tigers, thousands of tigers. Um, <laughs> He could buy Joe so, Exotica. I, so what you're crazy. saying is he could he could potentially have a rainforest of tigers that he, yeah. uh, he a population he maintains. Good. He wouldn't be the only one. 
Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a hot take to say DeAndre Hopkins is allergic to cats um, and bring this thing full circle. <laughs> dude, it's fucked up, man. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he's a great dude. Um, I think it was a couple days ago on Twitter, he donated like $150,000 to the state of Arizona to help combat coronavirus. I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, if Bill O'Brien wasn't such a piece of shit, that would have went to the, the state of Texas. So um, it's just really... It's really tough. O'Brien's taking money out of the hands of, you know, average Texans everywhere. Waiting on um, that David Johnson money to come in then. <laughs> I mean, fuck, he's making $14 million a year, you know, for a running back who's been broken for a long time. I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, sorry, sorry, guys. Didn't mean to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> Okay, get, getting but, to to our Tiger King portion. Uh, so, just confirming, we know Cameron's seen it twice. Braxton, you've seen it once. I've seen it once. And yep. Jason, you have not seen it. I'm slow on the draw here. So, we'll start with Braxton. Braxton, what, what are your what's your biggest takeaway from watching this cinematic experience? I think I uh, kind of had the same response to it as everybody else and that I didn't like any of the characters. It was like a really kind of unlikable <laughs> overall situation, but it just got so weird that you just, I don't know, you couldn't stop watching it. And so like, it's like the fact that this area of society actually exists of people who are just like obsessed with exotic animals and like dabble with math. Hey, math. I mean, it's just, such a big world out there it makes you wonder like what other <laughs> sectors of society are you know happening uh in our own backyards it's just just north of uh dallas up, up in oklahoma so i don't know that was my takeaway it's just like good god like what else what else is out in this this crazy world while you said there was no likable characters cameron texted me multiple times about a character that he was really passionate about would you care to explain, Cameron? Um, are you are you talking about the the Walmart ammo guy? Yes, dude. I thought he was the most interesting person in the entire documentary. Right? He comes. He's a normal looking dude. You know, he looks kind of nerdy. He goes from being the ammo guy at at the Walmart to Joe Exotic, oh presidential campaign manager. And then I thought the funniest part was when he kept getting upset at Joe Exotic for not taking his policy positions seriously. And you could tell it really bothered him. Uh, <laughs> I just thought he was such a, an interesting guy. Um, I felt bad for him in the end, right? Because <laughs> talk about like a dream coming true, right? He's working in he's working at Walmart. He's selling ammo. His life dream is to be a presidential campaign manager. And then along comes Joe Exotic and grants his you know most desired wish, and it just turns into an absolute nightmare. So I thought. I, I just I felt bad for him, but I thought you know really just him getting upset with Joe for not taking the policy position seriously. You know he's a hardcore libertarian. I, I found really really funny. <laughs> I that is hilarious. I I like that's when it kind of hit me that I was like you know I did not pay attention to to news that often <laughs> in 2016. The fact that I that this dumb shit never popped in my head. Uh, the fact that he was running for president and then governor. So, uh, got 17% of the votes. Shout out to Incredible. Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember seeing him on, uh, what was that? What's the HBO show? Um, 
John Oliver. I remember I remember that uh, oh. clip of him, but obviously I hadn't run into him since that moment of fame. Yeah. But I, no, I, I agree mean, that there were some likable characters, so like, but none of the main, the main folks. Yeah. Like not Carol, not Joe, really, not uh, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe, um, Dr. Baklava, or whatever his name is. Dude, oh, fucking yeah. legend. <laughs> Guy slays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing something right, right? Yeah, that's when Ashley really got set off, is like seeing him, like, wander his neighborhood on an ele- elephant um which i thought was awesome and if you've ever been to a renaissance fair in texas like there are elephants you can get on top of which i don't think is safe but um i would love to ride around on an elephant like what a power move it's just interesting you refer to it as his neighborhood um i think that's a you know a, a gross mischaracterization right it's the compound that he built for him and his wives and you know his sister wives and all of that stuff so my apologies uh, <laughs> i was just trying to picture is that, myself is that, a, is that technically a neighborhood in his mind i don't know i was picturing I, myself yeah, technically walking yes. down austin you know well he does kind of wade into like some it looks like a public like river yeah there's and boats going by he was in a boat just like taking pictures of him oh, i don't remember this <laughs> Oh no! That's kind of what I mean, Jason. It was it's beautiful. Like we could just say one sentence after another, and it wouldn't—you couldn't even find how how it's the same story, but it is. It's like, oh yeah, his. So wife, let me. So you know, the, yeah. <laughs> literally every every everything that I've I've heard about this, I'm trying to put together in my mind a plot or or something, some kind of. I'm trying to connect the dots here, and. Uh, I just can't. It's like impossible. All all I hear is just the only thing that connecting everything is just craziness, like unexpected, uh, unexpected activities going on from different crazy people. Well, that's, that's, that's the only thing that I can. There's also fantastic comic relief and like these shots oh, of, yeah. of his music videos, <laughs> of Joe Exotic's <laughs> music videos, and uh. I, I mean, it's a real shame he's not on Spotify. His streams would have been through the roof. Uh, remixes would be through the roof. I'm sure the YouTube views of his videos are insane. But, um, like, one, his voice, his country voice sounds actually pretty good. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not a country fan, but uh, it, you can tell it's very edited. I mean, he's got some talented people around him. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to be the one that has to break this to you live on air, Dano. No. Um, fun fact, it's not Joe Exotic singing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he hired some like country music artist out of, I think Washington state to like write his songs. And he just, he just, uh, you know, lip dubs it over it. Oh my God. Yeah. And Jason, to your point, the, I think what the, the people who created this documentary did really well is they're, there's the main story, but then there's these all these side characters who, on their own, are just so interesting. Um, and it's like you just every single person they introduce, they could do a whole documentary just on that person. Um, so they do a good job of like just pulling all of these kind of strange people, um, and then it's, it's peppered with comedic relief. And 
you know, obviously, uh, you know, the music videos and then the, the very famous scene of the, the fat dude on the jet ski. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just great. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to, to Carol, you know, who, I mean, definitely killed her husband. Like, okay. Hold on. Tiger. See, That's I, the thing that, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was I, I, perfectly part, clear to me. part of me is like, I mean, when I first saw it, it's like, yeah, absolutely. She did. But then you see how, like, weird and crazy she is. And, like, who would want to be around that for so long? And if you knew that, like, it'd be tough to have your money out of that divorce, like, why would, you know, why not change your look and disappear and really do it? Go for it. Um, so I, I'm trying the, to... The def- your defense for Carol is that she was so crazy and so likely to kill him that he should have saw it coming and got out of there. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's what like, the actual defense is, right? Like he he left. <laughs> I mean, she is such a nut and like cringy, and I'm yeah. sure like he didn't imagine her to end up like that when he married her. Uh, like the the story of her him picking her up on the side of the road, it's just so. Ugh, I, I it's it's, quite, it's hard to believe. Recount it to me. Really rich dude. Yeah, go ahead, Dana. Picks up this girl, Carol. What? What's the age difference? Like twenty years. Twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. She's like sixteen, like homeless. And uh, and he's married and has kids, um, but sees this girl, woos her, ends up leaving his family for her. Um, then they start acquiring all these, uh, bobcats is what they start out with. And then, you know, move on to exotic animals. Uh, and then she turns crazy and, um, he's fearful for his life, files a restraining order. It doesn't get granted. And then one day he just, uh, disappears and his van is left at a airport, but, uh, he goes to Costa Rica a lot, but the air the airplane didn't have enough fuel to make it to Costa Rica. It's just uh it's very very spooky. And this is this is Carol, the the lady that ends up suing Joe. Yes. Yes. Wow. Did anybody so feel actually, bad for Joe? Oh, go ahead. Did anybody feel bad for Joe at all through the lawsuit? You know, I've listened to like like part of my take had a podcast that came out and then they talked to someone who you know did kind of independent research. You know, if you watch the documentary, to me, like they, I think they, it's meant to put Joe as this sort of sympathetic character. Um, but I think it, for me, if you kind of step back, it's like, I mean, he's got these dudes addicted to meth, like wasn't paying his employee, like he he seemed like a bad person. So yeah, I think yeah. the documentary, I think, tries to paint him as a sympathetic person, but. And maybe he shouldn't be in jail for a murder to hire, um, but I don't think he's a good dude. Can, can I ask you all a question? <laughs> um, I, so the only the only thing that I've seen um, of, of about Joe um, is so two things. I've seen the picture with him in that that. Uh, exotic printed uh shiny shirt with with one of his cats and then i've seen this video of him in like an a native american uh coat like hobbling around with a cane and a big knee brace around his tiger cage 
talking about how he's had kinky sex and all this sort of stuff. Um, so my question to you guys is, what happened to his leg there? Please tell me one of the tigers got him. And that's why he was wearing that brace or cane. Is that explained? It was from a car crash. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do oh, with the tigers. Man, that sucks. Well, if you want to attack, right. one of his one of his handlers gets gets their arm gets her taken off. off. Yeah, yeah. Arm oh ripped my off. god! I mean, Jason, like it's. I feel like we're only like hitting five percent of the crazy plot lines that are going on simultaneously throughout this you know documentary. So, and she goes back to work uh, five days later. Five days later, back to work. She had to get that <laughs> that rotten meat from the Walmart truck. Just have it makes good pizza. So <laughs> yeah. that the news wouldn't like be able to spend a lot of time on her story. Just like have it amputated, and then she can get back to work. <laughs> Braxton, I, I I wanted to get get your insight on this. Um, obviously, there are all these crazy people, you know, in in this documentary and in kind of the the big cat world. Do you think? Uh, people like crazy people are attracted to you know working in the trade and breeding of, of large cats, or does like being around large cats bring this kind of power complex out of you? Um, it's kind of a chicken and egg question, but I kind of wanted to, to to get your your thoughts on it. Yeah, I could, I could kind of see it going both ways because I think the initial drive for a lot of people with these animals is like kind of a uh, sense of like power or superiority so like yeah the fact that you are able to be within like a close space with like this like king of the jungle is like kind of build you up right but i mean at the other hand like you have to like make that choice to purchase the cat so it's like do you need to have that to like fill in something that you're missing in your own life i don't know i think it was interesting that all these people like basically took advantage of everybody else around them. And they were all the ones that like chose to take advantage of all these pup, pups, these cats, yeah. these little cats. So like, I don't know. I, I think it's just like, if you're willing to do that to an animal, you're probably willing to do that to other people. Yeah. So I have a, I have a follow-up question to that. Um, I was asking Braxton this before the podcast started, uh, but I want to I want to throw the question out there for everybody. So, do you, do y'all think that because of this show, that uh, the the numbers for for people trying to raise, purchase and raise exotic pets like tigers is going to go on the rise, or is it going to fall because of awareness? So I'll throw this back to a question that Dano asked at the very beginning of the podcast. And I think, you know, not to uh, not to, to misquote you, Dano, but essentially Dano said, what was the biggest takeaway you got from this documentary? And for me, it was that you could essentially take the government checks that we'll be getting in a couple weeks and purchase a tiger. Um, you know, you can buy a tiger for like $2,000, right? Like, I'm assuming a tiger place? cage. Yeah, you can get a tiger cage for a couple hundred. I mean, I... So to me, I, I would think it would go up because part of me thinks, like, it'd be so fucking badass to have a tiger. Like, it'd be awesome. 
Um, okay, so and it's it's, it's way less price prohibitive than I initially thought. <laughs> you know. Yeah, my dog so cost so more the, than the tiger. I think my dog did too. Ugh. So, so let me ask you guys a question. So if if you're gonna if you're gonna take the the government stimulus checks and go out and buy a tiger, <laughs> it, it what? At what age, like, where should you look for a tiger? Where should you look, and then what age should you shoot for? Should you try to buy a cub, or do you try to buy, is it a better deal to get an adult one that somebody's trying to get rid of because it's too big and they can't can't get rid of it? Can't I think from a cost perspective, it is the, it is the cubs will yeah. be uh, <laughs> cheaper. Like, yeah, or more expensive, sorry. Yeah, it's a, it's illegal to actually go buy one. But that's what I think Wait, the, the dark web is. It's for. illegal to buy a tar- tiger. Yes. Yeah. It's How did Shaquille O'Neal buy the tigers then? I think you get a license for it. You have to apply. I'm guessing some kind of permit. Well, you might have adopted them. Yeah, that's what you have to say. I think it's like you can't exchange anything for it. Like you can't legally. Like buy I make it. a donation to Big Cat Rescue, like a two thousand dollar donation, and then I adopt the tiger and bring it home. Is one of those situations. <laughs> is that what Mike Tyson did? Yeah. No, I think you can go and buy a tiger right now. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what the rules are behind this. I will say, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I um, I was trying. I was went into an exotic pet store to. Uh, to buy we were looking for a box turtle um because i was real into reptiles as a kid and they had in the store they had a devenomed king cobra and uh wow and i begged and pleaded my dad to to, <laughs> to buy that king cobra and we were, he, he was like absolutely no but uh man i wish i had had gotten that that would have been awesome it would have been badass <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I'm trying to think of any other major takeaways that I that I had from the show. I think we're all in consensus that the the main, we'll just call them the the final four, the big four characters, uh, Doctor Whatever, Jeff D. Lowe, Joe Exotic, and Carol are not. You know, um, they're not sympathetic figures. They're very dislikable. Um, so maybe Dano and Braxton, obviously you guys heard my favorite kind of ancillary character was the Walmart ammo guy turned campaign manager. Do you guys have a favorite side character? Um, I, I have another example of a, a shot that I saw on Instagram of it was the, he worked for the zoo at some point. He was like the guy with the long hair, he was smoking cigarettes. Um, mm-hmm. Not the documentary guy, but the, the kind of the zookeeper. And there was a scene that I didn't notice at first, but he's smoking a cigarette while carrying uh, containers of gasoline, and he's filling up, like, something, a generator or something, while smoking a cigarette, going back and forth carrying ga- containers of gasoline. So that, that was another top moment for me, just kind of re-watching him <laughs> not give a fuck. But, so, I got, yeah, to Dano and, and Braxton, what are, what are some of y'all's favorite moments or ancillary characters uh, in the show? I mean, this is very morbid, <laughs> but like <laughs> the ammo's got the like the footage of the ammo guy when one of Joe's husbands kills himself, like oh god, I 
I mean, it was just, it wasn't like my, it's not a favorite. It was just like one of those shocking things that you can't take your eyes off. But he's just like, yeah. I I really believe it. It's just like, oh my God. It's insane. He just saw that shit go down. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think that the crazy thing for me, though, um, was like, if you're going to be a criminal, you know, like be a smart one. He, I mean, the fact that he recorded his whole life, like, like was on camera all the time and said so much dumb shit that was incriminating. It was just so just hard (laughs) to fathom, you know. Yeah, the fact that they filmed it all was was crazy. Braxton, what about what about you? My favorite character was uh, I forget his name, but the guy with uh, without legs, he had like the Ed Hardy uh, yeah. legs. <laughs> yeah, he was like the most straight and narrow the whole time. I thought he was just like it was good. I don't know. He just like doing his job. Obviously, didn't get paid very much, but he was just like part of the ragtag group. Um, so he was pretty cool. I actually liked him for the most part. Um, but like my favorite, uh, one of my favorite parts of the series is how, like, whenever an individual would start saying like how they got into this, like hobby or like lifestyle, it just like escalates so fast. So like one guy was like, Oh, I could never have pets as a kid. So like once I left the house, I got three great Danes and he's like, and then I bought 16 Bobcats and then 22 (laughs) tigers. And it just like. I don't know. Every single person was like, it was like a drug. They just like kept wanting to, to buy more. And every single one of them, I just thought that was so funny. Cause like even uh, Carol was like that next year we, you know, we bought 25 Bobcats, like yeah. 25. Not <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> we bought like a leopard. It's like, we bought six leopards. Yeah. It's, like so overwhelming. <laughs> um, and then the last thing is how Carol's actually allergic to cats. Is she really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember that. Like, that is hilarious. Cat, so. And it's just like a, it's just another another uh, another element to the whole thing. I mean, just Braxton, just how you explained that that first character, right? Like uh, Jason, for your reference, the that character that Braxton was describing was the inspiration for the movie Scarface. He he gives this interview where he talks about how he brutally murders. Well allegedly brutally murders a like undercover DEA agent just in the middle of the, the talk. It was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wild. Like I said, I think Jason, you will, you will really, really enjoy it. Um, I think for, you know, all the league members who haven't watched it yet. um, I, I, like I said, it's, if you have time, um, you know, obviously we're all at home. Give it a watch. It's seven episodes, seven 45-minute episodes. It's it's absolutely – I mean, it's not like a – it's just entertaining. Like, it's really hard to stop watching it just because of how flamboyant and absurd the story is. Like, it's just – it's crazy. Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed it. Very rewatchable, too. And you only have five seconds after an episode ends before you can <laughs> yeah. stop it. <laughs> five <laughs> seconds. So you're just like, <laughs> let's go, let's Netflix, ride. Netflix knows your quarantine. No one's fast enough. Well, I like it. I like it. I'm glad we got a we got a thorough conversation out of this. Um, you know, hopeful for 
the fantasy season this year. I hope we get some good team names that are relevant to Tiger King if it's still being talked about. Even if it's not, uh, it's it's a uh, it's there's just so much content there. Yeah, what a, what a cultural moment for the country, right? <laughs> Quarantine and then bam, Joe Exotic drops. <laughs> I've never clicked like watch now so fast. On yeah. that has done no research on. I was like, what Tiger, Tiger King? And I was just like, I immediately started it. That's right. Um, yeah. I so I'm looking like, online. Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Jason, go ahead. No. Uh, you go. You go ahead. You were you gonna say that you showed me earlier the the video of of the cats that you had pulled up. Oh yeah, the, well, I had been zoo. watching uh the live stream <laughs> of the cat rescue. <laughs> the lion actually place, did right? move, but it's, it's yeah. sleeping again now. Oh, not too much social distancing going on from what I can see. But I was, I was actually going to say that online, I see there's a flight to San Diego from Dallas for $157 round trip. Wow. For August? Is that for August? Is that optimistic? Yeah, yeah I, I guess we should we should come up with some sort of contingency plans, right? Um, I hope I, you know, the I think the weekend's like August 22nd or whatever it is. By that point, we could all be in San Diego, in La Jolla, at a beach house. You know, drafting our, our fantasy teams and you know enjoying each other's companies. I hope, hopefully, I'll, I'll, by then all this is kind of at least subsided where we could do that. But um, yeah, maybe we should uh, come up with. Uh, Danny, you brought this up earlier in our, our pre-meeting, but maybe Jason Braxton, what are do you guys have any contingency plans or any ideas for for what we should do if we, you know, are unable to to draft all together or Dano? I, I, well, you guys suggested maybe having, um, you know, people that are somewhat close to each other get together or have sort of groups try to plan that out um, to where, you know, there's a group of four people drafted in here or, or six people drafted in here or whatever. I think the only fair them. way to do that is we somehow randomly draw team captains or draft location <laughs> captains, and then we have a draft. So, like, let's say it's Braxton and, and Jason. You guys are the captains, right? So you have to pick people, and Braxton's team goes to, you know, Arizona, and Jason's team goes to, to Florida if we can only, you know, be in groups of six. I think that would be great content. <laughs> That's, that would be fun. Can you I'd imagine how – I mean, I would not want to air it or show it. We do it like the NBA draft. We just release the teams afterwards. <laughs> Really yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, seeing James Harding get disrespected by Giannis in that live draft was something that really hurt to my core. And seeing my name go last would be would be really tough to see that nobody wants to hang out with me. <laughs> be soul crushing, right? Like, it'd be so hurtful. <laughs> and then, like, and not just but for me. Dodgeball. Whoever yeah. goes last, like, you just feel for that person. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the fact that we that somebody could have the <laughs> the actual results post posted, I think that's great. I'm all for it. Uh, I mean, as much as I 
don't want that to happen, that's 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 a nice consolation prize. Obviously, the worst thing that could happen is we all draft from from home online, and and the draft dies. But then that would mean the 2021 draft would be so epic. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we I think the first year of the league, this is this is pre Jason. We we did draft uh remotely. So, we do have the league infrastructures in place to, you know, uh you know, have the draft if 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 we are quarantined. So, you know, I just don't want the the league members to panic or, you know, really, you know, freak out over that. You know, we, we definitely will have the draft. <laughs> I would love if we all buddied up and like went, <laughs> went on little do duo trips across the country. <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. <laughs> we have we have cameras set up. Uh, one team is Jason's Jason and his duo are drafting from SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is actually that'd probably be closed if we can't all get together. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. What a, what a sad day. They they set up their car right outside the front in front of the uh, in front of the sign. In the empty parking lot. Oh man. I, I Yeah, do... I mean hopefully hopefully by hopefully it, by August we'll be able to draft. I'm confident. I don't know. Trump said we can go to church at Easter, so I'm riding with that. Girl. Perfect. <laughs> I'm hoping, man. I'm really hoping. Um but I part of me thinks that it's it's going to be a while before we things get back to normal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm miserable. Um, <laughs> I like. I'm not the cleanest person. Those of you in the league who have lived with me know that. But uh, having a co-inhabitant with you who is around all the time. Um, and and can I mean like I, I there's just no break I have to be clean and I, that's really hard for me because I'm normally just home for three days a week and uh, and I, that's my excuse but there is no excuse when when that's happening and I bought an Xbox uh, because of this whole situation and I've been loving that but now there's just the guilt trips of playing Xbox at night uh, when I could be hanging out because during the day I'm working it's just it's a tough uh, it's a tough scene to navigate yeah I I definitely feel you um, I always I wonder what it'd be like to like be dating someone for I don't know four or five months you decide to move in together and then bam quarantined oh god you yeah, shit out tough. pretty quick um so Dano, it sounds like you've uh, you started playing Xbox. That's a, a nice new hobby that that you have going. What's your username for yeah. all the people at home? Yes, please add me. My gamer tag is my fat wagon seventy two. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great name. Uh, I guess sixty nine was taken. So um, I'm uh, I'm playing a variety of games. I'm happy to learn more. Um, please reach out. It's a, it's a great way to stay connected. I can't believe I haven't been gaming all these years. I feel um, so new to the party. Braxton, Jason, have you guys come up with any new hobbies that uh, you've, you've taken up during this time of self-isolation? 
Um, so I've, I've done a little bit of, of 2K. Um, when I first started playing again, I was like, I don't know, I was just so bad. And so, because like, I haven't played video games in a long time. So I, th I was wondering if it was a combination of me not playing video games for a long time or that, you know, I'm like a couple months from being 30 and like my hand-eye coordination just like isn't there. <laughs> you think about these professional gamers, they're so young and you wonder if that's, if it's a real thing. So anyway, but I, I played enough to get back to being okay. Um, and the other thing is I've been going through our backyard trying to identify uh, some of these plants that we have back there. Okay. And it's it's actually really hard because you can't really like <laughs> Google it. I mean, like, it's hard. Gr green, you know, plant, leaf size, whatever. So I don't know. I try to knock out like one of those every couple days. And then I kind of feel like I accomplished <laughs> something. Which plants have you identified? Uh, one for sure. <laughs> Uh, it's a uh, white, <laughs> bearded uh, iris, a white, bearded iris. A so white, bearded iris. One of right. four types of the main iris uh, grains or whatever. But anyway, so it's a perennial plant, so it's, it keeps coming back. Um, and then I'm pretty sure, what's this other one called? It's like a sage. It's like a pink something sage. Cold hardy pink Texas salvia. So Wow. For all the kids that's, out there. The different That's actually like pretty good. Really impressive. That if you just because I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking about my own backyard. It's like if I looked at a plant, I don't know where I would start in trying to identify that. So good job on <laughs> Yeah. I could, I've never heard of those types of plants before, so Oh, I've, Good job so far. I, I've definitely heard of salvia. Yeah. So. I've definitely heard of salvia. No big deal. <laughs> uh, I, yep. I was going to say, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Got lost for a couple hours <laughs> trying to identify this plant. <laughs> Jason, anyway, what about yeah, you? Pretty, pretty casual stuff. No, nah, not nearly as exciting as, uh, as, as Braxton's hobbies. Uh, and maybe I need to start taking up botany. I don't know. I uh, you know, I could go to the local garden store and try to try to see what the what I can pick up there. Um, no, I I guess I I kind of took a I tried to get back into video games. I've never been good at video games, and the video games that I do play are uh, I think everybody will laugh at me, but I, I tend to tend to pick up the games that I played as a kid. So like I'll walk through those do the target or whatever and I'll be like, oh hey crash bandicoot is on sale <laughs> or, <laughs> or spyro or something like that nice so uh so I have I have both of those games and I've been been playing them um I've beaten two of the three spyro games in the trilogy that I bought for like 30 bucks it's a great deal nice. um so but I uh I tried. You, I mean, you and I played Fortnite a couple times, and I don't think I've played Smiter. I don't know what y'all are playing now, because you know, y'all move, jump from game to game. Um, but uh, I, I'm horrible at those. No matter, no matter how how much I try to pick those up, uh, I get killed like super fast. So, um, try to stick to the games that I am relatively familiar with. Um, so those are my hobbies. 
Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Started a puzzle. Um, that, although the puzzle I picked out is super fucking hard. Um, and so I can only work on it for like 30 minutes and then my eyes start to hurt. So uh, those are my two hobbies that I've got. I was thinking about buying uh, Legos online. I was like, oh, Dude, you know, I'll buy like the fucking... Too. I was thinking about buying the like the Lego Death Star, right? Like that. I was watching uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse the other day, or whatever that show is. Um, great movie, but they talk about how they're building this three thousand piece Lego Death Star. I was like, oh, you know, that'd be fun. You know, take a little bit of time. It's like a thousand dollars. Like it's absurdly expensive. Yeah, it's like um, a collector's item. Yeah, you get the Millennium Falcon. That's six hundred bucks. So, um, <laughs> and then Good the God. whole time, you know, to the throwback to earlier in the show, I'm like, I could get a fucking tiger for this, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I've, I've, I've played with the idea of building Legos. I, I haven't quite committed yet. I, I think I'm going to get back into painting. I used to paint a lot. Um, nice. But, uh, but it's just like going to Michael's and buying some canvas I know I could Amazon it, but then it that means I have to commit to painting. I'm, I'm, I'm just anyone who knows me, I have issues with commitment to anything, except this league. Um, so uh, I think that'll be my next step uh, in life is is committing to to painting again. And I, I hope I come up with some really cool stuff. Nice, excellent. I bet you will. Thanks, boys. All right, I think uh, I think that wraps up our our show. Uh, hope you all enjoy it. Um, please go watch Tiger King. Uh, please support each other in this uh, this trying time. Uh, reach out to your friends. Let them know you're there. You're safe. You're doing okay. Uh, if you need anything, reach out to any of us on this pod. I know uh, all these guys will be happy to help with uh, anything you need. So um, love you all. Uh, stay inside. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Love you. Love you, you guys. Say that I'm like touching my face all over the. <laughs>